Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hi, and welcome to the 252nd episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. I'm Kyle Barton of Waterfront Windsors, and I'm here with my co-host, Sean Wisniewski of The Corner Workshop. Tonight, we're asking Leslie Webb the five questions. So, Leslie, so how did you get into woodworking? Well, uh, it's a little bit of a random story, but I was working as a nanny in Maine. I had uh, gone to Bowdoin College up there, and Mm -hmm. I had stopped after a couple of years because I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I had this nanny job, and one morning at breakfast, I was randomly flipping through a Thomas Mosier catalog, like you which, do, like you do, which I had never, which I had, being from Texas, I had never heard of Thomas Mosier, uh-huh. um, and I just remarked, uh, sort of, you know, stream of consciousness, that I thought it would be really cool to be able to build furniture because it's useful but you can make it beautiful as well and the father of the family said that he didn't know how to build furniture but he did have basic carpentry skills and he could teach me uh, what he knew if I was interested so I just said sure why not (laughs) so (laughs) I uh, he was an artist he was a painter and he made massive like, you know, eight foot by four foot paintings. So he built his own, yeah, he built his own frames and shipping Mm. crates. And um, I started, I think I just worked like maybe two or three hours Mm -hmm. a week and his studio (laughs) building shipping crates for him. And I, I literally can still remember the first time I cut into a piece of wood on the chop saw and I thought, this is what I want to do. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So I tr- I kind of messed around for maybe two or three years trying to teach myself. But I, you know, this was before YouTube mm-hmm. and <laughs> all of that. And no, I don't know anyone mm-hmm. who's a friend who was a furniture maker at, at that time. Right. So I didn't, ha- I didn't really, ha- I was sort of fumbling around in the dark, honestly. Um, yeah. And I, since I was up in Maine, I knew about the center for furniture craftsmanship. Right. So I decided I looked into it. I had looked into it before and I think they did. They only had the longest program they had was three months. And I thought, man, that's not, that's not going to be enough to get me where I want to go. And I was, you know, really frustrated sort of with my job at the time. And I just randomly looked again and they were starting the nine month. And I think I had, I checked like maybe just like one or two weeks before the application was due. (laughs) So I like hurriedly threw this application together and sent it off and, by a lot of luck, Peter Korn let me in. <laughs> uh, so I was in the first nine months up there. Wow. Wow, that's that's cool. That's cool. So yeah. was so did you ever like pay 
Lee Nielsen a visit or while you were up in that neck of the woods? Oh yeah, we because <laughs> it's just it's just down the road. And actually, we used to we used to call Lee Nilsson the crack house. He's sure. going there, <laughs> uh-huh. and of course, and they have it all set up so you can try everything. Yeah, and it is dangerous to go in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh yeah, we went. We would go in there and. Uh, we went on like field trips to Tim or so's. We went on a field trip to Thomas Mosier and got to see mm-hmm. behind the scenes, which was really cool. Yeah, it was, it's a great program. Cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right. Shifting gears a little bit. What is your favorite tool? Well, this is, this is sort of a hard one to answer, but I am going to go with the low angle block plane. I just All feel right. like. It's such a versatile tool. You can use it for so much. Um, and I mean, I don't think I don't think there's any project that leaves my shop that hasn't been touched by one of those. I mm. think that's a, that that is a popular one with anybody that does anything with curves. Because yes, you, you can just kind of kiss an edge just a little bit just to make it right. You know, yep. and so it's that thing that it can be in your pocket and it's just your right hand just yes. at, a, at any moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. So so which which low-angle block plane do you have? I have the Lee Nelson. Um, How did yeah. I know? I <laughs> the, know. The, the, the bigger the one or the adjustable, little small? The yeah. adjustable mouth, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I got, uh, I got two. I got the real small bronze Lee Nelson, and then I have the... Bigger uh, Veritas spaceship-looking one. Thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Veritas Veritas makes really good tools as well. Yeah, I should say that. Yeah, I, I'm about half and half. About half. Yeah. Veritas, about half Lee Nielsen. It's just whatever tickled my fancy at the time. Right. I do have I do have the big uh, uh, Lee Nielsen uh, number fifty-one shooting board plane. Ah, that's, yeah, that's a it's, nice one. It's really, really nice. I just wished I used it more than, like, yeah. six, seven, eight times a year. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is nice when you do use it. So, well, it's, uh, just, it's the kind of thing that when you need it, you really need it. Yes, exactly, exactly. You know, when I when I started getting into chair making, it just uncovered <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so with that said, who has influenced you the most? Besides um, Thomas Mosier. <laughs> <laughs> he lit the spark. Um, I get, you know, that is a tough one to answer as well, but guess I would say probably David Upfill Brown, who was my the lead instructor when I took the nine month up at CFC, because I really feel like I learned everything. Like he gave me the foundation for everything that I can do mm-hmm. was from him. So yeah, that's who I would say. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. Always, always good when, when an instructor can inspire you. Like, yeah. Ongoing, he, I mean, like like you can look at that and go. Yes. That's who set me in this path. Like that is, yep. Yep. 
That's yeah, awesome. and there, I mean, there's still times when I think in my head, like, what would Dave, what would David say about us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so what has been your biggest stumbling block? Um, probably learning the business side of stuff. Uh, we didn't, we didn't learn much about that in school, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, we probably would have bitched the entire time because we would have wanted to be in the right. shop making stuff. Um, but it's just so important. I mean, you can be the most talented original furniture maker on the planet, but if you can't run a business competently you're Mm. not you're not going to be successful um so yeah that has been a lot of um hard lessons learned and sort of trial and error reading a lot of business books on my own which I probably would have never thought I would have ever done, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, uh, but just trying, you know, trying to learn as much as I can about that side of things um, so that I can get better at it, you know? Right. So have you found that your, I was going to ask you this earlier, but uh, your designs, are they um, with your skills and knowledge involved, like, I know I can do this because I know it well, or it's efficient to do it this way. And that kind of drives the way you're designing your, your stuff. Um, and, and that, in that, that'll help your business, you know, cause obviously, you know, if I know I can do this particular joint or particular bend or whatever, you know, and I know it takes this amount of time, I can kind of gauge what I'm doing in a much better way. I just wonder right. if that would that played together in that way. Um, No, I mean, when I design stuff, I'm not, in the beginning, I'm not thinking at all about construction. Like, I'm just completely thinking about how, you know, how does this Mm. piece need to function? And and what do I think it should look like aesthetically? Um, And it's only after I have a pretty strong direction that I start to think about, you know, how, okay, now how am I going to construct this thing? What's, what are the best methods to use? You know, what makes sense? Um, I guess at that point I start to think about, you know, what, what am I easily set up to do or what am I comfortable with or what tools do I have? But I'm Mark, when I start thinking about that, I'm pretty far along uh, the design path, because if you, it, I feel like if you start to think, if you, if you're thinking about that from the beginning, it really can start of hinder you in terms of coming up with ideas. And there's yeah. almost nothing like so much has been done that y- you'll be able to figure out a way to, to put this idea together, sure. or you'll be able to find someone who has done something that would apply that could help you out. So that. Um, I try not to let that sort of interfere in the beginning, but it definitely, but you, I mean, you do down the road have to consider, you know, what tools do I have? How can I Mm -hmm. do this the fastest way? Um, Mm -hmm. 
And I mean, one thing about woodworking is there's usually 20 different ways to do mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> so right, yeah. you usually have a range to choose from. No, I think it's, in, in a funny way, it's, it's my dad's kind of MO. He's retired now and um, he just got into some fiberglass work. And yep. this just continued his, he said this for a long time because he's a fairly good woodworker. And and so he's a, just a hands-on crafty guy, and he can pretty much do anything he put his mind to, but he constantly reminds me, he said, I will never do this as a business. I will never do this for money because I don't have the time to dedicate to it. So, like, there's a different bend to that when it is your business, that right. you've got to have the economy of time and materials and, and production and all that in, in mind as you're going yeah. through it. Yes, you do. and. And you and there are you know there are projects where you know you don't make out so well because <laughs> because of what maybe everything goes everything goes wrong that could possibly go wrong, but uh, but you can, you know you do get better at that over time and of course uh, for my own work probably half of it is commission based and the other half is sort of the pieces that are available on my website that uh, there are custom options, but there are designs that I've made often. Mm -hmm. And so that pricing, you can really get really, really good at those pricings just because you've, I've made it so often. I have the jigs. I know what goes into it. Um, Commissions can be a little trickier because it just, you know, the first time you make any design, it just takes longer. No matter, I don't. I think no matter how skilled you are, it just it just does. Right. Um, and but the thing about commissions too, though, is that you you do have control over what design you present to the client. So mm-hmm. once they tell you their budget, you know you don't have to sh- if. If their budget is two thousand dollars, don't show them the four thousand dollar option. Like you're, <laughs> you're, you're not ever going to win that equation, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, if you can talk them into the four thousand dollar option, great. But if don't charge them two thousand dollars and build them the four thousand dollar option, that is not a good idea. Tuck mm-hmm. tuck that other option away for a later date. Yeah. Yeah, I've always found, um, I haven't made that many pieces a number of times, but those that I've had, I've always found that the first time I make it, it comes out pretty good. The second time I make it's usually worse, and the third time is usually right on. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting, yeah. It can't, you know, and they do, yeah, designs evolve, you know, the number of times you, you kind of tweak things as you go along for sure. Right, right. So, um, lastly, um, how has the internet influenced your work? Um, I don't know. (laughs) That that is hard to quantify. Um, I would say, I would say it's probably influenced my business more than my Mm -hmm. work. Um, I mean, I don't know. I really don't know how people used to run furniture making businesses Mm -hmm. before the internet. That's just, that seems like an insurmountable problem to me. Uh, but, you know. Well, reread read that book by uh, 
Bexford, he goes in, he goes into that, and it's quite fascinating. I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure. Uh, he had like, I mean, obviously he had like people catalogs. did it. Yeah, yes. he had actual catalogs published that he would send right. out to folks, put ads he- in like the New Yorker and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, and that that makes sense. Um, you know, just having a website, something where people can order directly from it or find out um, information about you or events coming up, contact you really easily, email for, you know, going back and forth with clients um, quickly and easily. And a lot of my clients uh, live far away from me. So being able to, you know, send designs back and forth quickly. Um and of course, inst- you know, social media, Instagram definitely has uh, been helpful with the business side. But also, I feel like maybe the mo- most important thing, in my opinion, about s- social media is really feeling a greater sense of being part of the woodworking community. That mm-hmm. it's just such a solitary pursuit. Um, yeah. And you might know, you know, you might know a handful of people in your area, but, you know, to be able to know people all across the globe and send messages and share techniques, mm-hmm. um, that's been really amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it is, it is really amazing, especially for the hobbyist when you get like a professional woodworker that likes your stuff and you're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I mean, I would encourage yeah. all hobbyists out there, if they have questions, they should ask, they should ask yep. whoever they want to ask. Because in my experience, woodworkers are really generous with their knowledge. Mm-hmm. So even if you think this person is, you know, so well known and they're never going to respond, you might be really surprised. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, it's kind of fun to meet those folks uh, in real life, too. It's uh, one of these uh, events, and, uh, you know, whether it be a Texas Woodworking Festival or Fine Woodworking Live or Weekend with Wood and meet some of these, the, these you know, luminaries. As, right. And the, the old saying is never meet your heroes, but I don't know. But in woodworking, when you meet your heroes, they sit down and have a beer with you and talk about all right. kinds of stuff. <laughs> right. And they might become your really good friend. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's 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 great. It's great. We have a great community. So um, with that, um, Leslie, uh, where can people find you on the interwebs? So my website is lesliewebdesign.com. Mm-hmm. And they can find me on Instagram at Leslie Webb Design. And Sean, where can people find you? Uh, as with usual, I'm at SeanW78 on most every social media. And you, and, Kyle? And you can always find me on Instagram at Barton.Kyle, the only social media platform that matters. And with that, that just about wraps it up for this show. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play Music, or just search for the Modern Workers Association on your favorite podcatcher. Then you'll never miss any of our exciting episodes. And while you're there, please leave us a review. Thank you for listening to the Modern Woodworkers Association. If you like the show, please be sure to visit us on modernwoodworkersassociation.com. You can follow the MWA on Twitter at MWA underscore national. 
on Instagram at MWFK underscore podcast and, or like the MWN Facebook. The best thing you can do, though, is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.